One of the great joys of life is sharing good news with others, is it not? Especially the kind of good news that changes a person's perspective, that gives them new hope, gives them a sort of a new lease of life. And of course, no one can change our perspective. No one can alter our life for the better like Jesus can, right? He is the best news that we could possibly share. Jesus is the good news that we share, not just for the joy of it, not just for how it benefits us when we share it, but we share the good news of Jesus also because it's who we are. Through our baptism, we are made sharers in the mission of Jesus, to, to be bearers of good news. It's part of our spiritual identity, is to be people of good news. It's a duty, we might say. It's a responsibility given to us. We've been chosen, entrusted, anointed for this very purpose. Right? We, we sort of don't have a choice. If we really knew the good news, though, if we know the good news, if we're in touch with it, we don't, we don't see it as a duty, though. It's a joy, right? And, and, and hopefully all of us are, are bringing good news to others through our everyday lives, huh? through the way that we live, as we witness to others uh, our joy and our hope and our care and our generosity. People see our lives and, and think, oh, something different about them. I'd like a little bit of what they got. We bring good news to others. We bring hope. We, we help sort of shift people's perspective through the way that we live. But we also need to do it through our words. Yeah? Today, in our first reading, we get a hot tip about how we can do this how we can bring good news through our words. And we get it from one of the greatest evangelists the world has ever seen, St. Paul. He's he's in Athens. He's uh, speaking to a group of highly educated men, uh, philosophers, uh, and they were interested in this new teaching. They said, come, come and teach us. We're interested in what you have to say. Here's the first lesson that we, we learn here today. And that is just because people are not religious, just because they're highly educated, doesn't mean they're not interested in this good news that we carry, the good news of Jesus, right? That's the first thing we need to always remember. Just because they're driving around in Ferraris and, uh, I don't know, it might seem like they've got everything, doesn't mean they're not interested in what we have to offer. But I want you to notice how Paul begins. He says... I noticed as I strolled around your town and I was admiring your sacred monuments that you had an altar inscribed to an unknown God. Well, the God who I proclaim is in fact the one whom you already worship without knowing it. You see, St Paul began by meeting them where they were, right? 
He acknowledged their sacred monuments, which were essentially an idol, right, to an unknown God. He met them there. He established some common ground. And he says, yeah, I, I get, I see your, your hunger for God. Now let me take you on a journey and, and show you what I've discovered, right? He established common ground with them. And then he, he, he used that as a way of, of sharing the good news that he'd discovered. I want to suggest this is a simple technique that we can, we can all use. Now, an example came to me from yesterday, actually. We were praying in our house, and Brother Lawrence shared this, um, this image he had in prayer, and it was of the faithfulness of a dog. And he, and he was just sharing how that reminded him of the faithfulness of God. What a beautiful little segue, huh? We could too use. How many of our friends love dogs? <laughs> is that not an opportunity for us? You know, just in casual conversation and say, oh, you know, uh, you know I find dogs remind me of the faithfulness of, of God in my life and then to share a little bit about that faithfulness. Meet people where they're at and then use it as an opportunity to talk about God. Nature, someone talk, shares their love for mountains or for oceans. To meet them and say, yeah, you know, I discover the beauty of God when I'm at the mountains. There's something so spiritual about it when I'm there. Meet people where they're at, yeah, and use that as an opportunity to, to point them towards uh, God and what, what you've discovered in God. The other day I was at the pool and uh, there was a young man there and um, I, I just felt I needed to engage him. Uh, and uh, I was thinking, oh, Lord, what do I do? How do I do this, you know? But he was wearing a, a, a Chicago Bulls jersey. And so I just said, well, how are the Bulls going at the moment? And that was it. Honestly, within about three sentences, we got to religion. I don't know how it happened, but we did. <laughs> and he told me he was a Catholic, and I invited him to come here, and he said, oh, yeah, I've been thinking about sort of re-engaging my faith. I mean, we just meet people where they're at and, and allow the Lord to do the rest. Now, once we do engage a person in a conversation, what do we share with them about God? Well, two suggestions. Firstly, just share, if you get the opportunity, share... Um, how God has made a difference in your life. Yeah, that's perhaps the first, the first thing to consider and to, and to your experience of God. But secondly, um, let's also uh, remind people what St Paul reminded uh, those in Athens here today. He says, God did this so that all nations might seek the deity and feeling their way towards him, succeed in finding him. See, God wants us to find him. He goes on, yet in fact, he's not far from any of us since it is in him that we live and move and exist. And indeed, some of us move and exist. So what St. Paul's saying is God's close. God's close to you. God wants you to find him. And that's, I think, a message that people need to hear, right? God's close to you. God wants you to find him. Let's remind people of that too, Hans, we share this beautiful news with them.